everybody, Mr. Mike here, and welcome to the Games Attack Audiocast here on Juju2Cast.com. This is episode 456, as the podcast is called Why Fallout. Oh yeah. I love this music. Mm-hmm. Error, error. <laughs> welcome everybody to the podcast, the reigning long podcast that is the games attack audio cast had many forms in the past but it went and i settled it down to the games attack audio cast the podcast where i talk i mr mike talk about video games and such here on this podcast now note and i said this about the other podcast that i just talked on but note this one is going to be a lot shorter show because uh let's just say there's not too much happening in the gaming world, and I have not really been able to play any video games that much. Uh, I've been busy with other stuff, and uh, there was only one video game that i actually been playing a lot of, and I only had time to muster up. Uh, so, pretty much I only have one game that I played in the past week, and... Um, Got a little stuff to talk about. I got a cat that's whining in the background because she's just annoying because that's what she does because she wants all the attention and stuff, even though she should just sit there and relax on the nice comfy chair and couch or whatnot. Oh, animals. That's why I keep her out of the office because she'd be around here going meow, 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 running the microphone meow, and I'm like, I can't concentrate. Kitty, you got a whole house to be in. Why do you got to be next to me every 10 seconds? Anywho, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show that, uh, like I said before, is going to be a shorter show. Sorry about last week and the delayed podcast because I just effed up. I thought I put I thought I put it out, but I for, totally forgot to put it out on Monday, and I didn't put it out on Tuesday. So... Eventually got up on Wednesday, but I I, I gave myself a no-no slap. It was a no-no for Mr. Mike here. Oh, boy, that was a bad, bad timing. <laughs> Hopefully this podcast goes up on time. You'll know if you're listening to this on Monday, of course. Uh, but, yeah, this is a podcast about video games, and um, the video game that I only played in the past week so far was basically a lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I'm not just talking about Friday. Friday night on my extra long stream, I have been doing more grinding and little shit in um, Yakuza Like a Dragon throughout the week when I, you know, if I have any time when I'm home during the week and I'm not super tired or whatnot, I'm usually playing a little bit of Yakuza Like a Dragon. I haven't gotten into um, Lost Judgment yet. I'm hopefully going to change that all today. I know I say that at... I'm almost going to be 5 o'clock, but 6, 7, 8, yeah, I only got 4 hours, but yeah, that should be plenty of time. I still got to eat and stuff, but um, I do plan on recording an episode of Lost Judgment again today, have some fun with that. 
I know that Lost Judgment episodes don't have to they aren't going up until I'm done with Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, but <laughs> all in all, I want to be playing more uh, Lost Judgment because it's fun too. It's it's a fun beat 'em up. Whoops, sorry about that. And with the microphone, I'm trying to move it to my face, and then I just my fingers slip because I got slippery fingers uh, because my fingerprints and stuff are always off because I'm always doing stuff outside, picking up stuff, grinding stuff, and you know I don't got no grip on these fingers, so I'm trying to keep this to my mouth and not slipping on my hand but um yeah i, I want to play more of that uh i want to play more of uh teenage mutant ninja, Tur- ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge <clears throat> that's a little fun i might even get back into battle toads oh yeah i want to get back into battle toads that's that's a fun beat em up sh- uh a uh, game where you're going along and beating up things and doing stuff. That Battletoads game was pretty fun. I know a lot. There's some people out there that says, "Oh, that Battletoads stupid." I like the Battletoads game. That was it's a pretty good game. And I want to get back into other games too. Like I still got that uh, Civilization or not Civilization? No, yeah, Civilizations too. But um, Age of Empires uh, four. I want to get back into. You know. I had fun, a lot of fun in that. And then there's more games. I got more back catalog. I'm, I'm good with games, but, you know, it is summertime. It is nice out, and I do other things. So it's always hard for me to get back in, especially when I'm still trying to work on my outside and my lawn and stuff. And it takes a long time to do. It takes a long time to do shit, you know. And uh, <laughs> the, also the other thing is I got to get back into working out again. Which I was going to do today, but I think I might not do it. If I do do it, it'll be late, and it'll be for the, like the last half hour, an hour or something, and I'll pu- just push something out, and then I can really start my workout the next uh, day during the week. And uh, you know, I just build more and more stuff up on myself. That's that's just my problem. I'm always eager, eager, eager. Eager? I said eager. I'm always eager to do stuff. There's too many things to do and always not enough time to do it. But, um, anywho, played only Yakuza Like a Dragon, been grinding, been playing, leveling up Inchiban and then the crew and stuff. And, um, try, Inchiban right now, as of you hearing this podcast, uh, Inchiban has actually, he's rich. He's, a uh, Multi um yen 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 air yen air multimillionaire yen air he's got over a million yen in the pocket in my coffers in my bank account should I say in my ATM machine bank account and um that's pretty cool I'm actually just got started doing uh the Ichiban Confections um, mini game play, where you can actually or even earn more money by running and running that business and stuff. So I've been actually earning money that way, starting to earn money that way, and I'm hopefully going to turn that business around and make it super po- profitable. Make it make it something where I'm making millions and millions of dollars. You know, turn into a mega corporation and make millions and millions and millions of dollars in my game so i can just be super uber rich in the yakuza uh like a dragon (laughs) game itself and then i can buy all the best gear and get all the stuff i want and not have to worry about a penny especially 
that I already know. I already know this. I, I already know that I'll need 3 million yen down the road for this game, uh, for the gameplay to advance during uh, the in the game down the road. So I'm also saving up my yen, yen pennies for that as well. So I already got a million. Just need two more mil, and I'll I'll be already ready for that uh, that part of the game where you got to have that three million to continue. So I'm all good with that. I'm all good with that. I'll be good with that. So yeah, making money early, leveling up my characters, getting everything really good, and just learning all this different JRPG stuff in this game. There's just so many different things to learn and do in the game. I'm just going here, there, learning this, doing that. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. There's just so much... Uh, what should I say? Stuff they put in this game that it's just it's just crazy. It's just a lot of what you would consider filler in the game. You know, I just got after the last last video, lost video, the last uh, gameplay I did. I was in a dungeon for a long time. I was in doing the dungeon crawling thing where I was there with my team and we're just uh, grinding through the dungeon, going through this big underground sewer slash dungeon thing and we're just battling people after people after people after people i'm like oh maybe i'll be done after this nope continues on and it's like wow i'm going up and down up and down up and down and then finally i get to the end of this thing and i'm finally back into (laughs) back into um the above ground and in the real world in the city (laughs) and i'm like holy shit it took a long time made a lot of money got a lot of items but i tell you there was just so much that went down so much uh but anywho i don't know why i'm yawning excuse me on that (laughs) but anywho it's just a fantastic game and I didn't like I always say I never know how I was going to react to this game when I before I played it cuz I'm like uh I love the Yakuza game so much. I'm hoping this JRPG type of Yakuza game doesn't break me cuz I always like them as fighting games just like I'm glad that, you know, ju- judgment the judgment games are going to continue to be fighting based games. I always hoped that the Yakuza games would be continuing to be fighting based, but they wanted to turn those into JRPGs and it worked. They did it. They did it with this game and they're going to continue on. And I'm glad because it's teaching me a lot about how to level up my characters, how to make each character their own and how to battle and stuff. And wow. And I even all, I think I'm one of my chapter six or something. Now I'm thinking I'm on six or something right now. And Yakuza Like a Dragon. Don't quote me on that, but I think five or six. I think it's six. And so much is going on. Still in the infancy of the game, I can tell. Because it's not even hitting on what happened to Ichiban from the beginning of the game. Where his sensei and people just left him to rot in prison. And he came out and then they... They disbanded and everybody was in different positions and then his sensei just shot him almost to kill him and stuff at 
in the beginning of the game, it's like, what, what, what? And now we're doing all this stuff, and we got to get back to our main thing of what happened back a long time ago with our sensei and stuff. And Ichiban has turned into a whole new, different character in a way, being the hero that he wants to be. Um, doing all the side quests and stuff. Oh, it's just, it's chock full of a lot of greatness. A lot of funny stuff. A lot of funny stuff, a lot of greatness. I used Palinomates for the first time and <laughs> with the with the crustacean, the, the little um, crawfish <laughs> or lobster. I think it's a lobster, lobster that's just biting and chopping people's uh, noses off and stuff. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, what else? What else? It's, it's the gameplay, the fighting, you know, the turn-based fighting, it's just, you know, good. Still, in, all in all, even though I try to do the best I can with doing my blocking and trying to block um the, the enemy's attacks, that still hasn't been perfected yet. Some, most of the time I can block them and I get the perfect block and stuff or whatever they stagger and fall but some most of the time they still get at my characters and hit my characters and it's like oh come on it's and there's no like indicator on, on when you have to hit that or whatever i see them coming and i'm like okay wait 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 hit and it's still like them getting through and stuff and i'm not blocking properly enough or whatever and it's still a hit or miss on that stuff but otherwise everything is pretty tight pretty tight and, you know, learning all the mechanics and stuff and learning how to get my MP points back so I can fight more and stuff. That's always good with my skills set and all that. But, um, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. It's a beautiful game. It's a great game. And when I get back to Lost Judgment, I'm going to be thinking I'm playing Yakuza Like a Dragon again. I'm going to be like, wait, oh, I'm not doing turn-based anymore. I'm just fighting. Oh, 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 oh. So I'll have to kick myself in the butt to do it the right way (laughs) for that. So, yeah, that was the game I played for the whole week. Like I said, like I keep saying, because I know some people might just be listening to this podcast for the first time. It is summertime. It is uh, nice and warm outside. You know, there's stuff to do, be done outside, inside, all that stuff. And it's just natural for somebody like me and doing this as a hobby for now. In the future, I might do it more professionally. But for now, for the, what I've been doing for the past years now, it's only been a hobby uh, of mine. I play less games in the summertime. When it starts to get to be fall time again, September, October, November, December, all that stuff, when the big bad winter comes back, oh, my gaming will my gaming will be going up and up and up and up. I'll be playing more and more of those games because I want to be outside less and less and less. It's just the fact of life for me that I hate the winter and I hate being outside in the winter and. You know, the only time I'm out there is the shovel and snow blow the snow, and that is it. And then I come back in, and I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> time to game. Time to have fun. So, yeah, that, that'll that be a thing. That'll be coming up. Plus, Splatoon 3 is coming up in September, and I am raring and waiting 
and ready to go on playing some Splatoon 3. Oh, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but there that is a decent game for me. I loved Splatoon 2. I should have stuck with it, but like I said at the time, different job, different uh, responsibilities. I didn't have that time that I wanted to to play that game, get into that game. I got into the game. I was having fun in the game, but due to the fact that I was a busy, busy man and I didn't have time between work and that, I just didn't have the time to play, so... This time around, I will have the time to play a lot of Splatoon 3 and get really good at it and have a lot of fun at battling in Splatoon 3. Um, But, you know, a lot of people are still saying there's the lack of games that are coming out and there's the lack of the game, gaming, uh, new games and gaming games updates from the industry as a whole due to the fact, yes, well, gonna keep hitting this at home still pandemic still the coronavirus or covid 19 or whatever you want to call this stupid thing doesn't matter to me there's still people out of work there's still people that don't want to work and this is in my words and then there's still people that are working a lot of people are working remotely that don't want to go back to an office and then there's some companies that switch to an all remote uh, remote work type of uh, employment and everybody's trying to figure out and how to do this and that and how to get everybody to, to together and make a, a freaking video game and stuff. It's not that easy, especially if you're working with new technologies and doing this and that. Of course you're going to have game delays. Of course there's things aren't done yet because... The world as a whole right now, the whole, not just the gaming industry, but the world as a whole is still pretty much effed up. And then you got, you know, problems overseas with wars and stuff and countries that don't want to back down and all the other problems out there. Then you got gas prices and inflation and everything else that our so-called governments are effing us over on, you know, fucking us over on. I'm just going to say it straight out. I don't know why I try not to swear. I end up swearing anyways. So, yes, our governments are trying to fuck us over again. So, yes, there's a lot of uh, shit going on, especially, you know, shortages of every type and kind. And like I said, shortages of employees, even though people should be needing jobs right now to pay for their, um, I don't know, their homes, their rental apartments, their apartments, cars. I'm sure you guys got bills out there. How can you not be working? I don't get that. I still don't get why there's still the Great Recession going on, and then now you got the whole thing with the Roe versus Wade. I'm not even going to get into that in this podcast. There's another podcast that I do that I do will be getting into that with uh, another co-host, That'll be on next week's podcast at the on the G2Cast audio cast, but um, I won't get into it in here. And then you got the, you know, a bunch of games industry trying to sell themselves. You got, you know, Microsoft potentially taking over um, Activision Blizzard, which that's going to be interesting when that actually happens, hopefully next year. Apparently that's supposed to happen by the summer next year. Then you got people like, um, I don't know, uh, Ubisoft doing some stuff on 
whatever. We'll talk about that. We got a bit of news on that. Uh, but anyways, it's it, that's why there's no games. And then people are complaining, Microsoft, you haven't put out a game in blah, blah, blah years. And you haven't put, had any big day one exclusives in so many years. And blah, 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 blah. What are all those studios working on? Well, got to figure, people. All those studios are run by people, right? People are working in those studios, right? And people aren't wanting to work right now, or they're working remotely, or they're doing something else. So, you know, it's not always the thing of, oh, it's Phil Spencer's fault, it's Microsoft's fault, and Phil Spencer's fault for not putting their foot down and trying to get these people to make these games. No, they got to work around the way the world is right now, (laughs) and how it is being run, and how it is working and running and stuff right now they can't just go oh come to the offices now keep making these games get these fucking games done so we can put them out right away they're actually um yeah they're actually uh um and they're their own little bit of a pickle so I have nothing but all of respect and patience for them as well because, like I said, you guys got backlogs, right? I keep saying this as well. You guys got backlogs of games. There's always games on Game Pass and stuff that are out there. There's all these games out there. I'm sure that a lot of people have not played at all yet. That's why I don't worry about it because, like I said, I got my own backlog of games that I can play. And then when I'm done with that, then when the new games come out, I will be ready and willing to go and play them. So, that is me. And, like I said, for things like Starfield and stuff, I'm ready for them. I will wait for them. I don't mind. And for something like Splatoon 3, hopefully that comes out on time. It's supposed to be coming out on time by the end of the year or something. Um, anywho, like I said, industry in the shambles with everything else in the world. Give them some patience. Give them some time. It's not like Sony or Nintendo are putting out anything. You know, it's not like you're. Where's that Nintendo Direct? They're way overdue on a Nintendo Direct. But what is Nintendo going to show us? What is Nintendo going to show us in games wise? Are they going to show us that uh, Breath of the Wild game yet? The next Breath of the Wild game, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Are we going to get that? Are we going to see that? Is that coming out this year or next year? Hmm. Next year, following year. Where's that Metroid game you've been... Where's all those other Sony games that are supposed to come out? Hmm? So stop blaming just one company. There's a bunch of companies doing stuff. You know? And it's it's hard right now. I understand it. Other people should understand it. It's just like people wanting this Fallout game. Oh my god, Todd Howard just announced they're doing the next Fallout game. Yes, in about 10 to 12 years, buddy. That's when you'll see it. Because people don't understand. Todd Howard works on both Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series. He's doing Elder Scrolls, what is it, 6? He's doing the next Elder Scrolls game first. After he wraps up on wraps up on a Starfield here. 
and he pushes they push that to the smaller teams to keep it updated and make some DLC and stuff for it and stuff like that. But he's he's already just pre 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 price pre super pre starting on Elder Scrolls Six, and we you should all know that Todd Howard takes a long time to make video games. He's one of those people that takes a very long time to get a game out compared to other people out there. He's one of those people that takes a very long time to get uh, a decent video game out the door. That's why his games are so good. That's why all those Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Fallout games, they're all so good because they take the time to make them good, and I respect them for that. But think about it. If he hasn't really started too, too much into production with the next Elder Scrolls game, that's going to take... Five to six years easily. Five to six years easily. And that's my the minimum for that game to get created with creative uh, endeavors. You know, pro- projects and stuff. Thinking about what they want to do. Creating it. Creating assets. Putting it all there. Programming it. Testing it. Polishing it. That's going to easily be a five to six year venture. Easily. For that Elder Scrolls game. Then you figure when they finally put it out and whatever updates and stuff that needs to be done with that and whatnot, they'll pass that along and then they'll start on Fallout, the next Fallout game. And when they do the next Fallout game, they got to pre-plan. They got to start doing it. They got to start doing code and what are they doing next where are they going next what's going to happen next all that stuff and are they going to have you build stuff in it are they going to have you have your pip boy not what ghouls this ghouls that and by the time that comes out i will be old as shit because that'll be 12 years from now i'm 36 now and i i gotta get my old man calculator i'm 36 now you add on 12 years, and this is my minimal, because I'm sure it'll take even longer than 12 years for the next fall game. I'll be almost 50 years old. I'll be 48 damn years old when the next Fallout game comes out, because they don't have separate teams. They got the Todd Howard team that does all that stuff, and then he does the Elder Scrolls, and then he does the Fallout games, unless Bethesda and Microsoft decide to make a new team to make like a side project of a fallout game for a side project with another studio like you know like before why not they own all the studios you know wait till um wait till uh what's that game called oh i'm trying to think of it uh uh, no country for old men why am i thinking of that wait till uh the Outer Worlds 2 is done, comes out and is done and it comes out. Maybe they'll make the next Fallout Maybe they'll make a Fallout game next. And they'll put a Fallout game in between. That'd be pretty cool. But it's going to take at least 12 years. And if that's 12 years on top of my 36, me being 36, I'll be 48 when that comes out. Whew. So let's say... It's going to be longer than 12 years. Let's say it's like seven plus years or something. We'll go seven. Whoops. Uh, I, I, I'm doing that. 36 
plus mm, we'll make eight years for Elder Scrolls. I'll be 44. You add another six to seven. Let's go seven years. I would go eight years on Fallout. I could be 51 or 52 years old by the time that Fallout game comes out. If they take even longer to make these games, especially if they run into delays and there's that something else going on in the world pandemics food shortages chip shortages whatnot that could delay the games even more i could be almost at retirement age by the time those game that fallout game hits the store shelf supposedly store shelves you know first off it's gonna be i'm gonna be having on game pass but it's gonna i'm gonna be the old man i'm gonna be an old man i'm gonna be almost retired like i said by that time, I'm going to be pre-retired, people, by the time Fallout, the next Fallout game comes out. So when he and Todd Howard says he's announcing the next Fallout game, you know, he's he's like, well, that's what we're going to do next. Well, that's usually what he does. He does, well, even though he's doing this um, Starfield game, which is a new a new game that he hasn't done in a million years, you know, it's a new new title, even though it's followed in space, which people are not realizing about that, but we could talk about that some other time, but <laughs> people aren't realizing, well, I'll quickly go through it. People, what are you expecting from Starfield? You hear a lot of people grunting and saying, oh, what is this? It looks like Fallout. Yes, it's Fallout in space. That's what he's doing, Fallout in space. You build. You can build your ship. You can build your place. You can build something else. You can build your weapons. You kill things. You go on quests. It's followed in space. That's all it is. There we go. Do some dog fighting. Have some fun. Followed in space. <laughs> and that's what I said it was going to be. And I knew it. Um, yeah, but then, like I said, whenever the Elder Scrolls game comes out, all that stuff, like I said, I'll be like in my 50s probably when that next Fallout true Fallout game comes out. Unless if like a th- one of the third parties comes out and does one, I'll be almost... 60 years old, I'll be 50-something. I'll be 50, 51, 52. That blows my mind, people, because I remember the original Fallout 3 game back on the 360 in 2005, I think it was, 2005, 2006. I forget, forgot when that came out for the, that Fallout game, Fallout 3. Holy shit. I was still in, what, just getting out of high school? I was in high school or getting out of high school. I forgot. Maybe I was out of high school a little bit. I forget. I forget my whole time. But let's just say I had my 360. When that Fallout 3 game came, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Played the shit out of that. New Vegas came out, played the shit out of that. When the next Fallout game after that came out, Fallout 4, played the shit out of that as well. You know, played the shit out of Skyrim on two platforms and stuff. Holy shit. Yes, I will love a new Fallout game as well but it's going to take a while folks and a lot of people don't understand that it's not like movies where they crank them out for after a year or two it takes a long time for them to work on games and assets and depending on the person making the games todd howard is a perfectionist in his own right you know to make these worlds like a living film in his own rights he tries to craft them the way he wants it to be so just think about it determine your age add 12 to 14 years max on both the games, and that's when Fallout 4 will come out, and that's how old you'll be. Or do half of that, do like six to seven years, 
And there you go. That's how old you'll be when the Elder Scrolls game comes out. So <laughs> don't blame the perfectionists. And hopefully Todd Howard will be still around by the next t- the time fall the next fall game is because <laughs> he ain't a young man himself. So <laughs> woo. <laughs> and you know, people want it sooner or later, but can't always get what you want on that stuff. Unless if they like I said, another studio makes it or another team or something. I don't know. Um, I think that's it for that stuff. I'm done talking about stuff. I don't have, like I said, I don't have much stuff to talk about, even though we talked a lot. Why don't we get into the game's news that is the game's news and finish up the show, because I got some the stuff. Game's news from the past. Yeah, it's almost 5 o'clock. I want to go eat something, watch a little bit more of this movie, play some Lost Judgment, for most of the day maybe do a quick quick quickie quick 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 workout later i don't know yet but that'd be nice to do a quickie quick 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 workout and then um go to bed and wake up and go to work tomorrow Mm -hmm. and do it all over again uh we're gonna kick it off with a playstation story well mostly an everybody's story i don't know about everybody but most people let's just say e3 is not the only event that's having trouble with people not showing up or wanting to show up but other events too you know you had that summer game fest you had the keely thing going on and that was you know light in general and he says hamper your expectations people and then you know you got this other thing that happens during the summer gamescom 2022 and uh sony is skipping it sony playstation is to skip gamescom 2022 um and it's a one of the company amongst other companies and publishers not attending this year to uh gamescom this year which yeah for the people that go to gamescom that's a big bummer um it's a popular annual convention in uh kulag germany and I'm sure that it has to do with the war next door as well. You know, Germany's next door to Russia and stuff. So that could be also one of those major reasons. On top of all the other many, 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 many reasons. COVID, all that stuff, the state of the world right now. On why these people don't want to go over there. But probably the war has to do something about it next door. But um, Sony probably doesn't have anything to show. Like a lot of people and they're like... They're like, hey, Sony's bowing out of uh, Gamescom this year. In a statement to German publication uh, Games Wirtschaft, Sony revealed that it wouldn't be attending Gamescom this year while confirming that there wouldn't be any PlayStation-based announcements during Jeff Keighley's opening uh, night uh, live stream. Though Gamescom long uh, reigned as the world's most attended Games Expo, it made the move to streaming based event to a streaming based event in 2019 this year marks the return to the a partially physical show but it seems that many of the gaming's biggest companies are choosing to bow out on the opportunity of course Nintendo take 2 Activision Blizzard have already announced they won't be taking part at the event well, the verdict is still out about Microsoft, but Microsoft already did their thing. They did a lot. Of, they showed a lot of stuff, and I'm sure they don't want to go and do other things and spend money on things they don't have to. 
Though it's increasingly unlikely due to the company's limited first-party lineup for 2022. Granted, news of Sony skipping Gamescom isn't entirely unexpected as PlayStation has been known to skip many major game shows over the past few years as it has shifted its uh, focus towards short-term state-of-play streams showcasing its newest partnerships and upcoming first-party games on its own time. And note, this is not just because of my PlayStation hate, because like I said, I love all gamers and gamettes out there. I just don't like the state of Sony right now and PlayStation because it seems like they're short-shifting you, all you people that are um, over there because they're not putting out shit either. At least I'd play, get more games on my Xbox than I could ever hear about on PlayStation. And then they want to del- double down on charging you for the next generation, their Game Pass, whatever, or whatever it's called, their PlayStation Plus, whatever, where they're trying to charge you more for less. So, yeah, you know... I got my reservations on them. In the most recent state of play, the company revealed that the long-awaited Resident Evil 4 remake and the trailers for the upcoming like titles like Final Fantasy XVI and Street Fighter VI with God of War Ragnarok are still expected to launch this year. Street Fighter VI supposed to launch this year? I don't remember Street Fighter VI wanting to launch this year. Let's see. No, it says to be announced in 2023. So why does that say? Uh, maybe they meant God of War Ragnarok just. But Street Fighter VI maybe next year. Um, it is not unreasonable to expect Sony c- could hit us with another stream relatively soon. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Gamescom 2022 will run from August 24th through the 28th at... The Kolnumisi Convention Center in Kulag, Germany. I hope it still goes well. Um, but, you know, it's not just E3, people. It's everybody. And a lot of these companies are like, we can just do our own little streams, have our own little E3s on the internet. We don't want to interact with anybody. We just want to do it ourselves. <laughs> you know, that's... That's the new trend. Just do it ourselves. I don't know. I, E3 supposedly coming back next year, they said. I don't know how that's going to be. It's going to be mostly Microsoft, I think, because, you know, Microsoft does. You know, Phil Spencer and Microsoft, they believe in E3. They believe in all that stuff. But here's the thing. Companies say stuff. He says stuff sometimes. I don't think they really believe in E3. I think they just believe that they want to be you know, a part of something saying, hey, we're trying to be Americans here. We're trying to be a part of something. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to lead with example. We want the industry to talk to each other and focus and all that stuff. And, you know, having our personal private live streams and all that stuff. People don't talk as much anymore about anything. So I don't know. I don't think, uh, I don't think that, and I hate to say it, I don't think these conventions are going to be uh, long for this world, and it's a sad shame. Even though I only watch this stuff from my seat of my chair in my office, <laughs> but still, I love seeing what E3 could have, and I always dreamed about going to an E3 in person <laughs> in some century, but the way the world is right now, I don't think I would want to, but uh, I always have that belief. 
I always can believe, you know? Belief is the power of your mind and what your mind is capable of. But, yep. So, we'll see how Gamescom this year uh, does without the big ones happening. And like we always said, Microsoft didn't have anything either, so... And I'm sure they're not going to have anything to show off unless they're going to just show off all the same like they did before, have just a video wall or something. I don't know if it's going to be... Is it going to be live? Is it going to be like people coming to an attendance to a convention convention? Or is it going to be just online? We'll see. So the Xbox Series X and S has again, again, outsold the PlayStation 5 in Japan again. Due to the fact that, you know, shortages and constraints on chip shortages and hardware and stuff. Plus the fact that Microsoft, a lot of people still haven't want, don't want to buy too many Xboxes in Japan like Xbox Series X. But they're able to crank out a bit more Xbox Series S's out there in Japan. And I'm sure the Japanese are like, mm, we're just going to buy these J- these Xboxes. We can't get a PlayStation, so we might as well get something. So we'll get these Xboxes. They'll play the same way, folks. So for the second time, the Xbox consoles have outsold the PlayStation 5 in Japan. Um, usually, you know, the Japanese consoles have a home advantage on their ground. Uh, and the PS5 only managed to shift 3,035 units a combined total of both the disc and digital edition in the week beginning on June 13th. Um, while the Xbox Series X has sold through 3,272 units, maybe people are uh, slowly shifting over to the Xbox again. Hmm. It's worth noting that the ongoing semiconductor shortage has all resulted in supply constraints for both consoles, not only in Japan, but across the world as well. So while unusual, this appears to be more a supply-based anomaly rather than a sudden, genuine change in consumer interest. Plus, when those people start seeing, "Ooh, this Xbox is doing a little bit better than uh, a bit better than um, you know," they they got some games for this console and stuff compared to the PlayStation. I am pretty sure that they're gonna wanna. Maybe they'll shift on over permanently to be a customer of uh, Microsoft and Xbox. And I'm watching this video of Bill Gates going crazy over there. Hmm. Who would have thought? Okay, let's pause this video because it's really, it's really, <laughs> really hindering me. No, I don't need to see it on my bottom of the screen here. You can get rid of that. So basically, according to press, the Xbox Series X has sold 3,423 units in that week as well. When split up, the disc-based PS5 sold a total of 2,371 units, and the cheaper all-digital version only managed to sell 664 units. This is the second time that Microsoft has outsold the PS5 in Japan as Xbox Series S on its own beat the ps5 sales figures by 6120 sales to 2963 back in may i think that's good i think people are looking at these consoles saying they're a bit smaller both the xbox series x and s they're a bit smaller the series s looks like a like the xbox one 
the slim Xbox One and the Series X is still small. Some people thought it was big. I'm I'm like, that thing is still tiny. Compared to the big giant PS5? Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe people are thinking, mm, they're smaller. Maybe Microsoft has some deals going on in Japan for them and stuff. Some interesting offers. They got Game Pass, the digital streaming service and all that. Maybe uh, the Japanese market is going, hmm, we could save more money and play the same games because a lot of these games are going to them and a lot of other companies are getting bought by Microsoft. Maybe we'll go to the Xbox side because Sony seems to want to just get get us for more money on these consoles, which we can't even get. And then they want us, us to pay even more for our PlayStation Plus subscriptions, depending on what tier we want to get. Maybe, just maybe, people are getting to the Xbox side. You know, when Sony can't produce as much, maybe people are, like, thinking it over and going, hmm, I could wait for an X, a PlayStation, but I can play an Xbox right now. And if that's the think reasoning then people aren't really that dedicated to PlayStation if they're doing that. Just a thought. Forza Motorsport resolution and frames per second FPS revealed for the Xbox Series X and S. So basically, Turn 10 confirmed that the new Forza Motorsport will run at 60 frames per second on both the Series X and S as it arrives some point in the spring of 2023 and that looks amazing because all car car games look amazing but it looks really amazing and i can't wait to play some regular forza motorsport um let's see here um on the website it is noted that the game is targeting 4k at 60 frames per second on the series x and 1080p 60 frames per second on the series s and um Yeah, that's pretty, going to be pretty pretty, and it's going to look beautiful and how it runs and looks and feels. Uh, there's, and, of course, the ray tracing. Don't forget the ray tracing, people. They are p- promoting and promising good ray tracing on this stuff. Uh, no word yet whether Forza Motorsport will have both a quality and performance mode or whether we'll just be getting uh, the one option. But the wording... Uh, we're seeing here seems to suggest it could be the latter and that would be pretty damn good that'd be pretty good now there's one story i did not have on here for some reason but i read it up and it was apparently uh apparently that um amd the long-awaited amd update for the um the frames boost booster or the frames booster what is it 3.0 2.0 2.5 3.0 is coming to um the councils pretty soon or they or it has come to the councils so it's going to give a boost in performance and clarity for games new and old playing on an xbox console not just using the technology for a pc gaming but coming to the consoles as an update to make gameplay on console gaming a lot better. I am very interested in what's going on with that and what's that going to do for a lot of games and stuff on an Xbox and make them look prettier and run better. But that's something I didn't have in the games rundown. Talking about frames per second and stuff for Forza. Because the frames booster from 
you know, which they used on the, on the um the st- stream deck, should I say the stream deck, the steam deck. Uh it is also coming to consoles finally, not just PC in the stream deck. So Xbox Cloud Gaming is getting more mouse and is getting getting more is getting mouse and keyboard support and latency improvements. There you go. So it's better to play on there and play with other people around the world. So Microsoft is prepping to add mouse and keyboard support to its Xbox Cloud Gaming xCloud service that streams Xbox games to PCs, TVs, mobile devices, and more. Um, earlier this year. They were teasing the addition, and now it's encouraging game developers to get ready for mouse and keyboard support and some big latency improvements on the Xbox Cloud Gaming very soon. Cloud? Soon? Which is good, because then eventually they'll be able to put games like, uh, well, they already put Civilization Revolution on them, but, or Civilization on them, but probably I would think they would be getting ready to put, um like uh age of empires on there and stuff anything that a keyboard or mouse would be better to play on there um so be seeing games like maybe sea of thieves minecraft halo infinite and even maybe fortnite all support mouse and keyboard through the xbox cloud gaming um that could be potentially pretty interesting if you're into cloud gaming, that is. Me, not really, but uh, they're, saving, they're saying that. They're also talking about the latency that they're going to try to make less. Uh, they state that um, Microsoft has been working on the new display details API, which can save up to 72 milliseconds of latency overall. This is achieved by using direct capture, which reproduces hardware features and software to eliminate the wait time for V-Sync and double or triple buffering and even scaling the need for TVs. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That looks cool. That, That looks really interesting. So, yeah, that's coming. Another news, Xbox makes 360 launch exclusive uh, free for all Xbox users. They're talking about a Hexic HD, which was which came out on the Xbox 360 when it launched as a free game. It's made by uh, Alex Pujanowski, who was the creator of Tetris back in Russia. And uh, Hexic HD, um, I like Hexic HDs. Once in a while, I might I boot up Hexic HD and I, I I play a few games of that because it's like a Tetris like game and it it is fun. It is fun to play. Um, they do have te- Hexic HD two, I think, as well. But um, yeah, the original Hexic HD, just amazing, just amazing, and how they how he created that game back in that time and. Just really fun. And now I guess it's free for all to play uh, right now. So if you got an Xbox or something, or I don't know, is it also on PC? I think it just says Xbox One Series X, S and all that. Uh, There's no Xbox Live Gold requirement. How long it'll be free for, nobody knows. In other words, the moment of this me talking about it, it is free. 
maybe it has changed after you looked at this. I can't confirm that because if I go into my account to check um, Hexic HD, it's not going to come up for me. It's going to come up I already own and stuff, so I can't really check it up. But maybe it's free. Take a look to see if you can get Hexic HD right now. You know what you can't get right now? You can't get to finish this game right now. So KOTOR 2 on the Switch that the people are jumping up, up and down of joy that this game came on the Switch. And it looks like a good game. I think I played it once on PC a long time ago or something. And I wasn't very good at it. But um, apparently the developer has admitted that there's no way to complete KOTOR 2 on the Switch. Um, and in an update on this story, it says it only affects some players, apparently. Oh, okay. So, um, let's see here. Apparently there is a workaround as I'm reading this new story in the, the form of the development wrap that bypassed the spot where the game crashes. But apparently there's a spot in the middle of the game where something happens. I don't know what. And um, it basically crashes on the person that wants to play, try to continue through the game. And then you can't get past that point because there's a bug or something in the game, part of the game. So basically you're out of luck if you want to continue on and try to finish it. That happened before. That happened, well... For the game on Fallout New Vegas. Where there was a part of Fallout New Vegas. Where you went by past. Or tried to get past. And the game would freeze and crash. And then you would lo- either lose your save. Your save would get corrupted. Or something. Remember that? That was a long time, a long time ago. I remember that it happening to me I think once. But there was a spot in uh, Fallout New Vegas. Where I went to. And I got stuck there. And I was stuck there permanently. And I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. I couldn't continue to play the game until they patched that fucking game up. And then when they did, I was able to keep on going and playing that game and finish it up. But holy cow. Things like this that they miss. And yes, I know, pandemic and people don't want to. Their expectations up. But, uh, whoo, that was always a bad thing bad time until they patched it up and hopefully this developer is decent enough to uh find out how it's this bug is uh work is uh doing people wrong and hopefully they come out with a good fix for it maybe they're gonna come out with a patch with some other patches for other fixes and then people can continue on their core tour too um i don't i don't have it i don't think i'll ever get it for the switch but never say never people Two last stories here. Uh, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemont, you all know that guy, is taking a large pay cut. He stands to lose around $327,000 for the the coming year, which that's okay because he's probably got millions of dollars in stocks and uh, other bonuses and stuff that he probably gets as well, so... But he, you know, companies do this when they're not doing too hot, which Ubisoft apparently, even though um, Assassin's Creed um, 
Vanguard and stuff has Vanguard, right? Valhalla, sorry, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has done pretty pretty good and stuff. Other games like Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Immortals Phoenix Rising haven't uh, been doing so good. Plus, you know, they're always doing the fighting off a of takeover, which there's, I guess, a lot of fighting uh, of takeover bids from uh, several private equity firms. And, of course, the Skull and Bones thing that's still in very early development, apparently. Not looking good to the belonged video game studio. You know, they're having some issues over there. They're having some issues at Ubisoft. Not like other people aren't having issues as well, but they're having some issues there. They're not getting out blockbuster games right now, and, you know, they're not... They're not doing as hot as they usually do, even though they're a giant corporation. They're a big company, Ubisoft, but still uh, having some problems. And the whole pandemic and all this remote business and everything else isn't probably helping them out at all. And I guess people want to buy them out and take them over and stuff. I get it. I don't know. I know that's always seems to be the thing with uh, Ubisoft and Yves Gilmont always fighting a takeover. So I guess he's taking a pay cut so he can leave some of that money in the company and give it to his hard-working employees, I guess. And it's not hurting him because he's got money. I'm sure he's got plenty of money. I'm sure that's just, you know, just regular money. That's just his little bonus money, his little uh, his little play date money. He's, he makes real money. He makes some stock money and stuff. Not that if the stocks go down, he's going to have that. But, yeah, there's always something. I like Ubisoft's games a lot. I play a lot of Ubisoft games. You know, I I played and beat a couple times, uh, a couple times in in the general sense, if you want to think about it, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I didn't get the very, very end, but I beat the game. I had it go to credits twice, so consider that beating the game. Mm-hmm. I beat the main parts of the game, but... I can continue on to beat more stuff, but I stopped playing that. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I got two credit scenes, so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually I'm going to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla because that looks pretty fun. Uh, so eventually I'll get into that and play that eventually. Um, but, you know, they, they've been having some issues there. And are they working on... They also have that game that's still... In, Waiting to be released this probably fall or something. That uh, Avatar game aren't isn't aren't they over at Ubisoft working on the Avatar based off the Avatar two movie game? That's probably something that's probably they're waiting for to come out this uh, fall. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting on that. I don't know. The game, movie's coming out finally this year after so many years. And the game hopefully will be out this year too. Maybe they'll help them. Maybe they'll help Ubisoft. Maybe they'll make some sales on it. I don't know. Uh, and in final news, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 plans were shelved after Blizzard Entertainment, of course, absorbed ver- vicarious visions. Uh, and this is stated by Tony Hawk himself because, you know, Blizzard... Entertainment, aka Activision Blizzard, couldn't have enough Call of Duty studios. 
And, of course, they wanted to suck up somebody that does good work on making video games. And they sucked them up and they purged them over to the Call of Duty side. Because you can't have enough Call of Duty studios. And instead of having them as their own studio to make games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4. You know, doing a remaster of that stuff and making new Tony Hawk games and make some money for them. Because the last one did quite well. Pro, Tony Hawk's Pro Scare 1 and 2. It's just a bunch of greedy people that just like, no, we want Call of Duty to be our everything. Ah, we don't want to go and expand. We don't want to expand anymore. No. Just like they did, were trying to find somebody to do, um, to do Tony Hawk's Pro Scare 3 and 4 instead of them. But they just didn't trust anyone the way they did with Vicarious to do the ports of Pro Skater 3 and 4. Make it like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 did. So basically after, apparently this is Blizzard Entertainment. So basically Blizzard Entertainment needed Vicarious Visions for games and stuff. Which they're doing a lot of games. Got that Diablo game and everything else. But they absorbed them to do their bidding. So that's it's pretty fucked up that these companies just take these good companies that make these good ports and other games and stuff that do all right for the company and they just say, you know what? Fuck it. We need you to do our bidding. Bye-bye. Consider consider what you do done. Bye-bye. You're you're part of us now. No more doing your own creative thing or the thing that you've had fun with that made money. No. No. Bye-bye. Such bad business. Such bad business. I tell you. Huh. So. Anyways. Yeah. I. Hmm. I, I don't know what to say on that. I think. I think it's a fool's errand. I think. I think a lot of this stuff should just, you know, got good studios making good games or doing good remasters. Let them keep doing it to make you guys more money, but yet short-sightedness and people that don't give a care because, you know, apparently they're going to be all sold to Microsoft. And before that, why not fuck up the companies even more? But let's hope. Let's just hope that Microsoft takes over Activision Blizzard. And I know it's going to take some time. I know it's going to take some time to eventually get Bobby Kodak off out of there and onto the street. And it's going to take a long time to get these companies working again. Maybe they'll bring back Vicarious Visions or something else. And they'll say, you know what? We want somebody to do Tony Hawk games. Because we want to do Tony Hawk games. Because Tony Hawk will probably want to do games with us. And we can make those Tony Hawk games exclusive to the Xbox and PC. And bring more Game Pass people over. There you go. Because everybody wants to play new Tony Hawk games. So there you go, guys. You're going to be the new Tony Hawk studio. And we'll do a nice deal with Tony Hawk personally. That's what I say it's going to happen. Unless if Sony scoops him up and says, hey, we'll make some Tony Hawk games over here. You know, anybody could do it. I would just like to see if Microsoft would do it. I, plus, doesn't... Hmm, do, does Activision Blizzard own the Tony Hawk license to his his stuff? Hmm. 
I know he's not under contract with them, but don't they own the IPs and stuff for that? I don't know how that works. At least not with them, but we'll find out later. Maybe when Microsoft does take them over, maybe they'll announce, they'll have Tony Hawk come on stage one year and he'll announce, hey, guess what? You're, Tony Hawk's coming back too. We got, they, Microsoft re- undid the Blizzard uh, stranglehold of Vicarious Visions and brought them, we brought them back from the dead and they're making a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 remake first and then we're going to work on a new Tony Hawk game after that. Woohoo! <laughs> I know I would. I liked the Tony Hawk game. I thought it was pretty good. One and two, the remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it. Anywho, folks, that is it. That is it for the podcast. It's been a long podcast too. Go figure. I get talking, and it just goes on and on and on. So, anywho, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it comes out on Monday. And catch me again when I do my live stream. I love it if you would come to twitch.tv slash juju2cast on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on on twitch.tv slash juju2cast. Or you could go to juju2cast.com to watch it through the Twitch portal slash video player. Or it'll just take you to twitch.com, twitch.tv if you want to. Or you can watch it after the fact on youtube.com slash juju2cast or juju2cast.com in general. I would love to you to watch me play some video games. Watch me play more Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's a fun game. And that's all I got. So I'm guessing this week it will probably be another light gaming week. I don't know yet. Um, I'll try to play more of something else, hopefully. I don't know. I, I, I foresee myself doing other stuff like... I got to start working out again. <laughs> I really do. Um, I was going to do it today, but I don't think I'm doing that today either. But um, like I said, I got too much to do, but I want to play some games. So Lost Judgment looks like it'll be on the table. I know I'll be playing a lot of Yakuza like a dragon again because there's stuff I could do in there uh, to better myself in the game. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes on during the week. And the weeks to come. So I'm Mr. Mike. This has been the Games Attack Audio Cast. Thank you for listening. And hopefully I'll see you again and we'll join each other again next week um, with another great Games Attack Audio Cast episode. So everybody, game on, game hard, World Conquest. I'm pushing this game and button. The show is now game over.